Do you know what time it is? It's time for the Workforce Show, where you will learn the latest news about employment trends, current opportunities, and innovative strategies for managing a career on WERA 96.7 FM. Hi there, folks. Uh, you are listening to the Workforce Show. We have a guest uh, who is a very wise man. He's very educated, uh, named Asad Taha. And he is going to uh, walk us through some of the issues that workforce that we in the workforce world are confronted with. And you know, we can talk about skills, you know, what you need in an education, what you need for experience. But, but beyond, but there's a story behind that. You know, not everybody wants to get a four-year degree. Not everybody has the, the aptitude and the wherewithal right now to get skills in a particular area. And, and it's, a, it's a major uh, struggle for companies and for workforce professionals and, you know, and everybody else to understand how it comes together, how we can prepare the workforce of tomorrow, today. So I've asked Asad, who's our in-kind uh, expert on these types of questions, and he's appeared on our show before, Welcome. Thank you very much, Cindy. I'm uh, very excited to be here again for uh, the second time. <laughs> yeah. Much appreciated. Yeah, he's becoming a regular because he is so knowledgeable. and and But he is knowledgeable from a perspective that we don't normally hear. He uh, comes from an academic background. He has a Ph.D. in health health sciences. Yes, health management. Health management. And... Uh, and so he can add a fresh perspective to all of our conversations about skills, skills and in industries and skills that are going to be used. So to start us off, I'm, I'm grappling with this issue of what's good and bad in America. I mean, how can we get our arms around these issues of, that are tearing us apart? And, and at the same time, we hear there's great numbers of skilled jobs waiting to be had, but people aren't skilled or are going to them. So so what is the problem and can, can you get out of it? So I said, take it away. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much, Cindy. Very interesting question. And as you, you mentioned, we look for the big picture before we go down to the skills and what action we need to take at the individual level. Let us look for the big system or the ecosystem. Let us look for what is good and bad of America. And if we start with the good, there is a lot of good things going in the United States across different sector, across different race. And if we take an example for 2018, uh, the total uh, giving in the United States was around $410 billion. 400, I will say it again, $410 billion. You can imagine, you know, it is a big number. And from this number, uh, 70% are coming from individuals and coming from people like you and me who can earn 50K or 100K or 80K or even 30 or 40K. So we feel that there is a lot of good things, but uh, there is a usually say, I guess, uh, if I translate it well, they say that the news is not about the dog uh, bite a man, but it's about a man bite a dog. Uh, 
So usually, <laughs> we'll repeat that. It's not the story about the dog biting the man, but the man biting the dog. Well, I'm looking forward to your explaining that. Yeah. Okay. So people look for the uncommon uh, and weird news. They don't look for the uh, the good things. The media like to cover the strange stuff. They like to cover the bad stuff. So seeing what is good in America depending which uh, area is your focus. And what social media you listen to or uh, what social media you surround yourself uh, by or uh, what news channel you, you you listen to or you watch. So the challenge, if you would like to see what, uh, what is good in America, you need to focus what is uh, in what is good in United States. And as I mentioned, this is one of United States is one of the biggest uh, uh, society which contribute for social good. And this is uh, evidence-based. It comes from the Institute of Giving. And we can see that uh, at individual Americans, they contribute uh, to uh, social impact, to social investment. That's what's uh, good. Yeah. So that's what's good. Okay. Social impact. Uh, regarding uh, what is, uh, I, I don't want to say what is bad, but what is challenging us today is the polarization. We uh, The political polarization creates a fissure or a division between us as a community, as a society. It starts as a political division, it becomes more deepened. And it moves from a political disagreement, even it reaches races, uh, being from a different background, either Hispanic or black or white. And uh, this is, it exists as the past, but right now it is become more exaggerated. This is one of the challenges that we are facing right now. And unfortunately, it, it's something that People, you know, uh, listen to it through the media 24 hours. And that's why I mentioned there is a lot of good stuff. But unfortunately, you know, the media like to utilize the, the things that is not normal. They look for the abnormal because this is pay, you know. It brings people attention, people uh, attention or people uh, watching time is a money for them. It is about ads and so on. So as so we get started, so at the very minimum, uh, dissension questioning of other people and of, of your of your place in the world can have a profound effect on your work environment for sure but on the national economy and on on our national well-being so you're saying that that is, and on the good side we're a country that has a, a real interest in, in, in work that has a social impact yes and we we feel that we need to do you know, and this is very important. Uh, such Even the type bad of, people want to do good. <laughs> yeah, so many people would like to do good. And uh, uh, this is at individual level. What we need is we need to push corporate America and we need to push the government. For example, from the $410 billion, as I mentioned, the individual contribute to 70%. If we look for corporate America, it's 5%. So it is very astonishing. Wait, 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 wait a minute. You said it's 5% the corporate America contributes to our economic growth. No, they contribute to social impact. To social impact. They contribute for charity. Uh, okay. They for giving. But are there ways that they maybe you aren't counting that they contribute? If we look for the economic output, the number of jobs, yes, true. They contribute to, yeah, they are the main driver of the economy. They are uh, the main driver for creation of jobs. They are the main driver for creation the wealth. But unfortunately, this is not associated with uh, making, there is an equity in distribution of wealth. 
wealth is consolidated into few hands or if we are specific into few corporates. While at individual level as an American, we are trying to mitigate that through our giving, uh, through our annual donation. Besides we pay tax, we give, we give back to the community. And you can see that from the $410 billion, you know, 30% go for religion, 14% for, uh, go for education, uh, human services, it goes for uh, foundation and health. So the community itself is trying to heal. And the community itself is trying to make the balance. What we need to uh, to take such type of spirit and individual will to the corporate level. But you said corporate, but what about government? What about the public sector? Public sector contribute and they provide a lot of safety, uh, safety uh, programs, safety nets, such like Medicaid and Medicare. And by the way, they help uh, SNAP programs, which is the food uh, supplement program. The government is providing excellent fa- safety net, to be honest. So do you think today, like I, I watched public TV uh, and, and there was a show on uh, about the, uh, the coal mines and the, and the strikes that they had in the coal mines and the, and the presidents of the coal mining companies refused to pay them a living wage and time off and, and they went on strike in West Virginia and it was really messy. So is that, that was in the 1930s. Is that same... Kind of thing Unfortunately, today? it is uh, the same phenomena again. It's happening again. And it requires uh, regulation and some policies that enforce those corporate to be more responsive for their employee and to have some social responsibility. I will give you another example. Uh, recently, I guess in New York, Uber and Lyft was forced by the mayor to pay the minimum wage in New York. What they did, they accept the rule, but what they play with the, uh, the artificial algorithm of their application, take the driver of the system in places that there is no uh, revenue for open and lift. So they increase. Repeat, what, tell me again, what is that? They put the, the driver off from the application. Thereby, they will not have rider in the area that Uber or Lyft are not interested in because it doesn't work as a return of investment. So, yes, I increase your hourly rate, but I will I decrease your uh, opportunity to get more uh, riders. You can ex- see an example in Amazon. Amazon was forced to raise the hourly rate to $15 or 14.5, uh, but at the same time, they reduce the other benefit. Ah. So, you know, sneaky, so, sneaky yeah, people. So, right? Yeah, and this is require reform at different def- level. It need government intervention and regulation, and uh, self discipline. Uh, they need to have, uh, you know, a corporate initiative, and also social accountability. Uh, social accountability is a very strong tool. What is that? that social accountability, it's like ethical consumerism. It is something that if the corporate is not taking the welfare or well-being of its employee, they lose the market. I will not buy their product or I will not use their oh, services. Like, like in California with the tomato pickers, if people wouldn't buy their the tomatoes unless they raise the salaries of the people that were picking. Yes, exactly. Okay. Okay. Well, I, you mentioned, I mean, that, that's that's a horrible uh, thing to hear, that people are always trying to game the system, as we say. Uh, but do corporations, what do, so where do corporations, what do corporations do with the money that they make? You know, uh, 
Uh, unfortunately, one of the challenges exists right now uh, in the uh, corporation, they like to offshore their resources. They put their money outside of the United States, especially the multinational company, because if they bring the money back, it will be taxed. They will have to pay tax. So many of the wealth in the United States are offshore. This is one of the challenges. I thought, I thought we gave uh, some special consideration to companies that would bring their companies back to... Uh, yes, and this is very good policy, and I support President Trump and, you know, such type of policies because it helped to bring money back. We need the money back. But it didn't work, though. <laughs> the company still went overseas. Okay, but go yeah. ahead. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, gaming of the system always will exist unless we use the power of the communities to try to make sure that there is certain sort of accountability towards the corporate. At the same time, we need uh, some corporate set example. Not corporate are so, you know, uh, in the extreme side. There is some corporate, if we look for many corporate right now, uh, try to make uh, uh, some effort in giving back. Like if we look for Amelda and Balgates Foundation, Gates Foundation, you can see that this is the giving arm of Microsoft. So if we look for Warren Buffett, so those are examples. And if we as a community appreciate those examples, I'm quite sure it forces other corporate to think why we are not in such type of position. Mm-hmm. And uh, So excuse me a second. The one thing that I've always thought, I mean, I've thought about a lot is that corporate social uh, social conscious, if they have it, if they don't, goes to the variety of, of resources, services that need it. But isn't it self-selecting? What about the people who uh, who are down at the bottom? How can they give help that community, and, and can that community help themselves to become part of the yes part of the system? Uh, yes, and I believe that uh, this is a great uh, resources we have. We need to tap on it. Because if we can bring these people who have no opportunity to the labor market and make them empowered to contribute to the economy, it will benefit everybody. It will benefit everybody. But to do that, you need to do a lot of things. As I mentioned, things are not that straightforward. Cool is available doesn't make that those people get good education. You need to make sure that there is food supplement. You need to make sure that uh, there is health services. You need to make sure that you have good social service to monitor these kids and make sure that they are far from harm and even to educate their parents about the importance of education. You need to go to have a good policing because you need to keep them safe. So uh, it is very complex. It requires multi-intervention. So just people say, you know, we'll improve the education. You need to improve the education. You need to uh, improve the security and you need to improve the health and you need to improve the economy. So to support them, we need to transformation. We don't need a slight uh, fragmented program. There is a lot of go- good program right now, but there is a lot of fragmentation in, in their implementation. If somebody can have a look at the uh, big picture and make sure that those program uh, working in synergy, it can help a lot. Working synergy. Well, that's a, that's an issue that, I don't know, it seems huge, but you're the person that can tackle it, I suspect. But what it boils down to getting jobs, a workforce. How do you build an ecosystem that allows people 
to get trained and have skills. When we're going, we're having a problem getting the, the educated people jobs, and we're getting problems getting industries to be stable. How, mm-hmm. What's the solution? Yeah. You know, we need to be evidence based. If we can look right now, we have uh, one of the lowest employment rate. You know, since yeah. decade. But at the same time, we find that we need to import talent. You need to bring people in HB1 visa. So it means that we have uh, a dysfunctionality in our educational system. We have uh, our educational system are not based on evidence based. You need to look for the market trend and you need to look for the market trend on the short term, mid term and the long term. What is our our need uh, from uh, cyber sec- security specialist? You right for example, right now it become trendy everybody to learn about uh, cybersecurity or get certificate in cybersecurity. Why for? Because there is a gap. The government, after the election and the Russian interference in the election, they figure out that the war, it will not be a traditional war. It will be a cyber war. So United States need to empower itself uh, by having a strong cybersecurity. But we don't have enough talent uh, to work in this area. And right now, the institutions, the mach- you know, and the educational system like a machine try to produce as much number as possible. But the challenge is that after a while, it becomes saturated. We will have too much cybersecurity specialists beyond the need. Why for? Because we are very uh, reactive, reactive to the need. Instead of looking for central bureau of statistics, and we look for uh, the available data which identify our need in one year, two years, five years, even 30 years, 50 years from now. I just got the word from our audio engineer that we're running out of time. So um, there are lots of questions I want to ask you, and uh, and if you don't get them to, done today, we will get them done the next time. Okay? I am available at your you, disposal you'll anytime. Be a, you'll be a regular <laughs> expert on this. So... Um, you talked about you know the economy needing being uh, being a big picture, big strategy, long term and short term. You talked about how there is inequity in terms of social justice between the corporations and uh, the average person, uh, and you talk about the the growing anger between people. All sorts. So politics in it's 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 all a matter of politics, isn't it? In yes, all aspects uh, of our yeah, lives. So yeah, I, I believe that it originates from politics and it originates from uh, polarization, media play, and you know, unfortunately, some of the media play a negative role. Uh, the negative role, it's clear. You know, it is uh, you know uh, magnify the negative news the negative incidents. And as I mentioned, uh, they say about the dog and human. And, it's t- you know, they look for the weird stuff, <laughs> something, you know, uh, uh, not, uh, you know, uh, within the norm. Hmm. So if that's the case, is there a place for the moderate voice to to affect change in, in all the c- confusion that, that you're talking about? I believe that we need uh, to make sure that we accept people as they are. And if we accept people as they are, it helps a lot because at that time we appreciate our diversity. And diversity is not about color. and It is not about race. Diversity about our thinking style, our accent, 
our language. It is about sexual uh, orientation. It is about nationality, about religion. It is about uh, perspective. So if we can become self-accountable about appreciation, the differences, and recognize that it is not necessary that we have the same perspective and we come from the same uh, call of thinking, this is uh, will be very helpful. And last time I mentioned the yin and yang concept in which, you know, there is nothing wrong with the light and dark and as long as they work together. I believe that being a democratic uh, person or a Democrat or being a Republican, conservative or a liberal, it is okay as long as that we work towards the benefit of the United States and uh, towards the benefit of this country. So it starts with a view of the of the picture of what you want the country to be, and then you look at all back up and you look at all these issues that you're talking about now. In concluding this brief, I mean, there is a lot more, and I have lots of pages that you've written. We haven't even gotten to these, but from the uh, perspective, especially of workforce. Do, what do you what do you recommend for our workforce? How can we move forward with it? I believe that Danny already gave a lot of tips, and Danny is an example of a self learner. And as Danny said, uh, a selfish initiative. Dan, that's Danny Hudson, who was yes. uh, who was a guest on our show, and and uh, sat sat in on the interview. Okay. Yeah, and we can recognize that Danny is a self starter and self learner. So. Personal initiative is very critical. Also, making sure that there is a good environment that induces uh, everybody to, you know, to take his own path or her own path. So not necessary uh, that every individual goes through academic education. They can take the vocational path uh, or the vocational training. So this is very essential. Also, there is a lot of resources available right now in the e-learning and there is a lot of uh, tools that right now people can use to, you know, to self-learn. And, and to explore jobs. And explore. And ex- yeah, and explore jobs. And the most important advice I give to them, continue to build your skills. Right. Continue to build their skills. Make sure that you always build your skills. It is your own investment, your mind and your skills. It is like a businessman diversify their uh, business as individual we need to diversify our skills we need to polish our skills we need to look for the trend and based on that we identify what skills we need today five years ten years thank you thank you uh this is so interesting this conversation and we will certainly have more of them in the future so for those of you who are listening to this conversation uh the, st- the end result, the story that you have to take away from you, take away from this, is that you have to be motivated to get skills that you have to, and there are lots of sources around there. No matter how chaotic our world is, you as an individual have a, a role to play. Okay, thank you very much, Asad. Thank you, Cindy. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to The Workforce Show. This interview and others can be found at WERA.FM or at careercentralonline.com. Thank you for listening. Until the next time. I work hard.